All right. So, hey, guys, this isn't Tracy. This is actually her best friend, Girdley. And because me and that crazy girl have been through, like, uh, 10 years of adventures, I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions. She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels like gangsta insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you. She's beauty in the Hi, my loves. Mary 2018. We are in this bitch. And we are going to make sure it births a whole village of blessings. Yes, yes, yes. That kind of sounds weird, but whatever. We rocking with it. I wish you guys beautiful energy, emancipation, organization, courage, and a sense of ease this year. And those are actually my core desired feelings. So I said, why not take that which I wish for myself and wish it for you as well? Yes? Yes. Okay, let's get to today's episode. I am feeling good. So here's the deal. While I would say while delving into our spiritual and self-care journeys, um, it is damn sure impossible to not become seduced, um, enthralled a bit, intrigued at minimum by the beauty and the claimed healing properties of crystals. Now, maybe you have a hating ass co-worker or an ignorant significant other who just dismisses these pretty little things as basic, keep it moving rocks, but something tells you it feels like it's much deeper than the surface could ever offer, and you are correct. Now, before 2017 ended, I had the pleasure of hosting my beautiful friend Debbie Brown's New York City launch of her first book, crystal bliss attract love feed your spirit manifest your dreams now you guys may actually already be familiar with debbie we've uh, we've collaborated in the past with my keep the lights on call that wild day a man by the name of donald trump was elected into office how could we ever forget (laughs) or maybe you're familiar um me and debbie we had our affirmation and meditation audio workshop that we created on chilling the need to control and you can check that out on my site she's beautyandthebeast.com by the way fyi anyways with that said debbie is one of the warmest hearts i've ever had the opportunity to learn from and grow with she is a multi-dimensional communicator and by that i mean she spent more than a decade hosting radio and tv from coast to coast but she's also a deepak chopra certified instructor of primordial i don't even know if that's how you pronounce it probably not primordial something fancy sound meditation (laughs) (laughs) that if I really had the right pronunciations, which I probably should have looked up earlier, would make her resume sound extra, extra sexy. But let's just say she was able to learn about meditation um, by the best. And not to mention she is a crystal whisperer. That is what I call her anyway. So I thought it would be perfect to share our convo from her event with you guys. I hope the audio quality is okay with y'all. I grabbed it from um, a blogger's camera because I thought it was important to make it accessible for those who couldn't join in person. And I've got some eh news. I just realized that I don't have the full audio from our long convo, but that's okay. That's okay, because I've got some good chunks that still matter, and we are going to work with this, and we're going to talk about that later. So, 
whether you've already integrated crystals into your life and want to learn more or if you are just thinking of flirting with a stone or three or maybe you're just like me with an insatiable curiosity for whatever gets humans grounded this interview is for you okay cool hey good humans hey what's up hello I'm Tracy G, and I'm just gonna keep it 100. I am insatiably hyped to be the one to formally introduce you all to the New York City book launch of a very valuable read, Crystal Bliss, Attract Love, Feed Your Spirit, Manifest Your Dreams. Today is the day, yo, and I'm thrilled, and I'm happy that all of you guys are here. I hope that Everyone's been having a bomb day thus far, just in case you're miles away from that on the opposite end. I am guaranteeing that you just entering this space means that you're gonna be gifted at minimum with golden insight, with an upgraded perspective. And first and foremost, it's because, I mean, anyone who's gonna bring their ass to an event that is featuring crystals and manifestation and personal development means that you are part of a community of like-souled people. So even saying that out loud just increases my gratitude to be in a space where I get to exchange energy with all of you guys. And then the second reason is this girl to my left. She's lit. But I'm going to get more to her in two seconds. Like I said, um, I'm Tracy G. If anyone is unfamiliar with me, I work in radio. I work over at SiriusXM Sway in the Morning. I also have my own platform called She's Beauty and the Beast, which is emotional empowerment for dope women, where I craft audio vision boards. It's all about self-talk. I'm all about embracing the full prism of our feels. And I mention this because right at the intersection of, let's say, entertainment and inner attainment, is where God had this ill-ass idea and said, you know what, this is where Debbie and Tracy are going to meet. And this was two years ago at South by Southwest, and I can, with comfortable confidence, say that this is a woman who not only is like medicine to my own anxiety at times, this is someone who is one of the young leaders of today's spiritual development, and this is just an overall popping ass woman, AKA Debbie Brown. Please welcome me. Welcome her, excuse me, what the hell is going on? There's no narcissism here. But please join me in welcoming Debbie Brown. Yes, good friend and damn good author now. Oh my God, was that not the most amazing? She is like the magical wordsmith of the generation. Um, I'm so grateful that you're here, Tracy. Thank you so much. The most mutual of feelings, pal. All right, so if you're unfamiliar with uh, Debbie, like I was saying before when I was talking about entertainment, Debbie has worked in like every single nook of this nation as far as radio goes. She's been in LA, she's been in Houston, she's been in New York, also at Sway in the Morning. Um, she has all these accolades. Google loves her. She's very Instagram friendly. <laughs> However, what I want to know, Debbie, beyond everything that we see um, on the surface, everything that we can click clack and find out about you, how do you define yourself beyond your job titles? God, you know, it's so interesting because I, I wanted to point out that 
and I should probably talk to my therapist about this, but it weirds me out to hear really nice things about myself. <laughs> I'm the same so, way. like, I even told her, she was like, I want to give you your introduction, and then you walk in, and I was like, no, I want to be seated already, and I wanna... <laughs> so I think, um, I think that really came, too, in the past few years, and for me, the more I kind of started digging into myself and doing self-work, the less I identified with any titles. And the more I found myself kind of just trying to retreat a little bit so that I could connect with people in a really genuine and authentic way that wasn't based on like what you do and who you are and who you know. Um, and what was the original question? Did that answer it? <laughs> yeah, I okay. think that works. The original question, though, if you want to add more length to it, it's up to you. But I was saying, how do you define yourself beyond your titles? Um, I really just define myself as a solid ass person. Mm -hmm. um, that is what I strive for. And I fall short of that sometimes, you know, because I'm human. But I think for me, I decided a few years ago that every day I just wanted to give life my best effort, whatever that looked like. Mm -hmm. So some days my best effort is I am killing it, I am multitasking, I am like accomplishing great feats, and someday like my best effort is getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just choosing to identify every day like what is the best of me that I am able to give today. Right. Um, and so that's really for me how I identify myself when I just think of me, human being outside of you know, space or time or anything that I do. Yeah, and I feel like it's really important to peel back those layers because Everything else has an expiration date. No matter what job you're at, even maybe a person that you're with, but you're gonna be within this one residence until you hit the casket, you know? So you have to understand who you are as an anchor. And so I'm curious, what is your first memory of life beyond just the surface? Like, your first experience with spirituality? I think for me, my first experience with spirituality started at a very, very young age. I'm an only child. I'm raised by a single parent. We moved a lot around California when I was a kid. And so by nature of some of those things involved, I always say like my childhood was kind of a case study in discomfort because I was always being required to like show up for myself. Um, I was a latchkey kid too for years, you know, so then you're kind of like, taking care of yourself right after school, trying to navigate through the world as a kid and get home and do the things that you need to do. So for me, my first taste of spirituality was not necessarily in the sense of like religion, like, oh, I remember when I you know, learned this in Bible study or did this. It was really me first recognizing that I could go inside of myself. Right. You know, um, I think and if anybody else is the only child in the room, is anybody else the only child? Maybe you can identify with this too. Like, is it fair to say that you feel a little bit deeper and you remember feeling a little deeper since you were a young person? You know, you kind of, because you only sit with yourself, you only have yourself. And so looking back to me, that represents spirituality because I was constantly practicing self-inquiry. I was constantly kind, like trying to figure out levels of self-awareness, even right. though I didn't realize what that word was then. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then that brings me to, when you flip through the initial pages of Crystal Bliss, you'll see um, Deb is very, very transparent about life before crystals. And everything appeared to be perfect, was perfect in a sense, and not that it was a facade, but it wasn't so filling as you expected. Yeah, I think, and, 
and so, and I, I just want to preface this. I know this is a book about crystals, and I give incredible information about crystals. Like, Let us say that. Geology info, ancient history info, energetic info, lots of stuff about crystals. But I want to make very clear, I just want to reframe that. It wasn't life before crystals, because crystals didn't change me who I am spiritually. Doing self-work changed me. And for me, that started when I began meditation which was roughly maybe six years ago. I was feeling super depressed. I was really low. I felt not full, not whole. And to the point you were making, you know, like my life was great. It wasn't like I was living some pitiful life. Like I had a great job, made really good money, had a cool car, had a man, like things that you think represent what happy should look like. Things you think represent what, you know, hashtag goals of your favorite follow looks like. Um, and that all existed and I still felt restless. I felt like there has to be more. There has to be something else that makes me matter and that makes me feel good about my life and about who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I discovered meditation, which changed everything about my whole life. You know, discovering stillness, discovering silence, starting to really study more. Um, ancient texts and self-awareness and choosing to like dive into pain instead of distracting myself, which I think is what I used to do in my life because they teach you, oh, you feel upset, having a bad day, go out with your girls, have a girls night, right. go, do, go shopping, go do something that'll make you feel good. Well, that's not what makes you feel good. What makes you feel good is pushing through whatever that pain is and figuring out the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to do that, it changed everything about who I was. And through that is how I discovered crystals, how I fell in love with crystals, how I started using their energy right. to kind of amplify the work that I was already doing. Exactly, it was like you were graduating so naturally crystals would enter your life as well yeah. when you were ready for it. Yeah, totally. So then when you first were either gifted or picked up um, your, you know, your very first crystal, was it magic at first sight? Or was it something that you gradually had to you know, feel the energy of? You know what, my girlfriend, Linda Walsh, I used to work with her at this radio station I worked at in LA and she and I remained friends. And it's funny, cause I met her when I was really young, when I started in radio around like 18, 19. And she was like an older woman that I thought was just really cool. She had little Buddhas on her desk and all this stuff I didn't understand at the time. Um, and I just loved her energy. And I remember we had, this was around the same transitionary time I had just mentioned. And she and I met for breakfast. And she kind of knew what I was dealing with, what I was walking through. And she gave me this necklace that had this huge pendant of citrine on it. And she was like, you know, this will help you. It was like so like, yeah, you know, right, like, right. <laughs> gypsy ass, go ahead. Yeah, like she appeared in a cloak and was like, take it. You know, and so. <laughs> Very Disney. <laughs> so I got it, and she was like, keep it close to you. Keep it close to your heart. Let it touch your skin, and it'll help you, you know? And I was like, okay. Because at that point, I was like, anything. Anything someone tells me to do to make my life feel better, give it to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I took it, and I wore it, and I remember feeling instantly confident even in what I was walking through. And at this time in my life, I was like low, low. Like I wouldn't say that like, you know, I wanted to end it all, but I was also like, God, just take me whenever you want. I'm ready, That's real. you know what I mean? Um, and I, I just felt like, I don't know what is anymore, you know? 
Um, I felt really lost. I felt really broken. And so I wore that and I, I did not take it off for like weeks and weeks and weeks, ever. I slept in it, showered in it, everything in it, you know? And I remember there was like a, a, a shift, like a light switch, and I felt confident now that there will be another side. Mm -hmm. And so before, as I'm kind of navigating through this low point in my life where I'm kind of wrestling with like a lot of pain and a lot of frustration, and I was just like, okay, whatever, I'm gonna get through it, I'm gonna get through it. Now I felt like, hey, gently, you're gonna get through it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of shifted my perspective. I, I was still doing the work, but it made the work happier work yeah. and not depressing work. Right. It made it kind of, you know, the shifts that started happening in my life made me say, well, yeah, I'm going through something. That's the point of being alive. Mm -hmm. You know, like if, if you believe in heaven, I think we're taught to think you get to go there in life, you know, then, then you'll really live. Like then it's gonna be amazing, glorious, and riches and fields and all of your loved ones. And okay, so then why do we think life is supposed to be so comfortable here? Right, exactly. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Right, this is the prerequisite to heaven. Yeah, yeah, comfortable last life here and then comfortable afterlife, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think when you start to realize no matter how great you do with you, there will always be another layer, mm -hmm. even if you don't know exists yet. Mm -hmm. So there will always be another obstacle once you finish an obstacle. You are leveling up like a game. Yeah. Um, and when it, that clicked for me, I just felt more really excited to dive into whatever jumped my way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like also with you leaning more towards your problems, like you said, instead of being pushed by them, you're being pulled yeah. in a sense, which is AKA being guided. I think is what it's synonymous with. But on the flip side, if I were to play devil's advocate, you already know the pushback when it comes to crystals. You'll have some folks that'll be like, whatever. Yeah. Those just some rocks, you know? Yeah. And they're very like easy to be dismissed. Like someone might take a crystal and just throw it into a pond and not even give a damn. <laughs> so what do you say to naysayers who are maybe like, girl, you just fell for the illest sales pitch in all the world? So to be quite honest with you, I don't have anything to say to them. I have no judgment about it. If this is not for you, it's not for you, and that's okay. But you don't have to believe what I believe for me to believe it. Right. You don't have to validate what makes me feel good in my life. You know, if that's not for you, gently, non-judgmentally, that's okay. And God bless, because maybe there's another tool or catalyst or thing that you learn that's gonna unlock you in the ways that you need to be unlocked. This is one of the tools that I use and one of the things that I just enjoy having near me um, to heighten my quality of life, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. Got you. Real quick, um, FYI, guys, too, if there's anything that Debbie is saying, you can definitely tweet it out. She's at Debbie Brown on Twitter. And also, if anything is kindling a question, there's going to be a Q&A featuring you guys once we're done having our so one. Good. Anyways, <laughs> obligatory. Okay, I would love for you to flex a little science behind crystals because maybe some people in conversation we had earlier in the morning, you were saying how some folks will look at, look at crystals like, oh, I'm just going to push start on this yeah. and then everything is going to transform. Yeah. But how does it really work? And again, I want to stress, I wrote a book on crystals and it's bomb and I know you guys will love it, but I really want to stress to people that this is, I'm not telling you to worship a rock. I'm not telling you that 
this is your one fix all and it's here to replace Christianity or here to replace whatever your belief system is. Not even close. Right. It's a beautiful crystal from the earth. It connects you to nature. You know, it connects you to energy. Scientifically, it vibrates energy at a really high level. Um, but you also got to do everything else with that, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I'm saying it again. What was the question? <laughs> it's a I go on tangent. Well, some people are just like, okay, what's the difference oh, between yeah. a crystal and me just going to Central Park and picking up a random rock? Actually, nothing, because a random rock has energy too. I mean, these are more beautiful, so people get really into some of these stones, but everything in nature has energy and really all rocks specifically that are made of the earth that help make up the earth's crust right. they all have energy like that um but i also like to to like put it to people let's think in terms of evolution okay let's do it the earth is close to five billion years old right five billion years old we in the way that we know humanity to be standing upright having language is a few thousand years old, right? Several thousand years old. So in evolutionary terms as human beings, we have been around for milliseconds. Seconds. <laughs> so many crystals are found to be hundreds of millions of years old. The oldest one that was recently found in Australia is 4.4 billion years old. All of this stuff existed before God made us <laughs> and I think just like we have seen that God has provided it for us in a multitude of ways um, with things of the earth from the earth to heal ourselves you know if anybody here is into you know holistic medicines and, and different remedies like you used to buy a cream at the store and then you found oh if I just use a little bit of tea tree oil boom you know mixed with such and such well God made that where the tea tree oil came from the land so we got to you know, I, I'm just a big believer in staying open to the things that we don't fully know how to understand yet. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, at the end of the day, I'm not telling anybody to go pick up something that was man-made created that was like plastic. I'm not saying pick up plastic for the energy. <laughs> yeah. Like, God all of these, I wish I had one here with me, but all of these stones, like, God literally made that. Right. Just like he made us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's Same amazing. Way. Just Same. like you're amazing. Yeah. Just oh, like you know, yes. humans, animals, <laughs> grass. When you look at the trees, when you look at the sky, like sometimes I'm so in awe of God and the Girl. things that He have created. You know, yeah. He's taught us everything in every moment. You can go outside and look at the cycle of a tree, or the way that the animal kingdom operates, and it gives you unlocked clarity about how we need to be challenging ourselves to transition and change spiritually you know the the signs are all around us so he made those yeah why not pick a couple up without a doubt like even if you go to the grand canyon and a lot of people will feel a sense of calm you know and yeah. just like one big exhale and that's one big quote-unquote rock in a way yeah. or when you step outside and the sunlight just um relieves you of any stress you know or that fresh cup of water these are all natural elements but we don't look at them like okay that's black magic Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what? We have so many conversations about self-care going pop, right? And we see like a whole buffet of um, female-led organizations that are always about healing. And 
not so much when it comes to men. Like I'm often asking a lot of guys, okay, what does meditation look like for you? What does self-care look like for you? You know, what does decompressing look like for you? And as a married woman, did you have to introduce crystals, meditation, self-improvement in general to your husband? And what were those conversations like? Was he initially open? You know, we kind of discovered all that together at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, my husband's a really open person. Like, he is somebody that is not skeptical about anything, even stuff that seems like very strange and bizarre. Like, he's always like, well, I don't know if it works for you. Or, you know, he's like, well, let me do a little Google search. And, you know, he'll get his Wikipedia on and try to dig deeper into whatever that is to understand it. Mm -hmm. um, so lucky enough for me, that wasn't a challenge. You know, I think we were both interested in learning about meditation at the same time. And it's funny because it actually turned out like someone else had been telling him meditation might really help you. And then someone had been telling me, you would love meditation. And then we both kind of came to each other like, you want to meditate? I want to meditate too. You know, and we kind of were both on the same wavelength mm -hmm. at the same time. So he's, I mean, he's into all of it. Mm -hmm. He's so, about that life. That's what's up. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so for a little bit of Crystal um, 101, can I just see um, by a show of hands, anyone who does not own a crystal at all? Is there like a good starter kit for crystals? Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, how God. should you lose your crystal virginity? Like, who should you pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, use amethyst to pop that thing. No. Hey. Um, <laughs> I would say definitely. Um, and I always say, like, certain starter stones that I tell people, I try to tell you what is, like, abundantly available, um, where you could really find anywhere. Like, Urban Outfitters actually has an incredible assortment of crystals. Mm. Like, I've gotten pieces of amethyst and um, clear quartz from here that I'm like, what? Like, mm -hmm. these are, like, ones I saw in Sedona that I bought out there on a trip. Um, so I think a great starter pack for crystals would be one amethyst. Amethyst is a, it's the purple, beautiful stone. It's really connected to divinity, to finding a way to connect, like, your crown chakra to something sacred, yeah. something outside of yourself. It's also a great stone for addictions. Mm -hmm. Addiction doesn't have to mean that you're trying to break out of being on drugs or alcohol. Sometimes we have really addictive behaviors. Sometimes we have patterns that we find ourselves repeating in life, whether it's with men, whether it's with coworkers. You know, we have these patterns that we just notice keep playing out with different people and in different scenarios. Right. That's a great stone for that. You're kind of having some karmic addictions happening. Mm -hmm. um, another great stone would be clear quartz. Clear quartz is super useful for any and everything. <laughs> I love using it for clarity, for focus. When I was actually writing this book, I had like a big chunk of clear quartz in front of me and I was like, like pay attention to the quartz. You gotta write, you gotta write today. Um, another great stone would be citrine. I mentioned it earlier. It's probably my favorite go-to stone to just have with me all the time. It's also known as the stone of success. It's really, it's a stone that's like strongly linked to destiny. It's all about connecting you with opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and those opportunities can be, yes, turn up on this great job offer or an opportunity to face your fear in X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and I also say black tourmaline is a great stone to have. I call it like the stone to protect you from haters. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Because it's, it's like a stone that is, um, it wards off negativity. Yeah. And specifically, it wards off 
the negativity of when people do not wish you well mm. and are aiming things at you and are thinking bad things about you and they're away from you, you know? Is that like your go-to crystal to give to rappers? Yeah, I've actually <laughs> given that to a lot of rappers that don't, yeah. I've given that because when I first discovered it, uh, and this is just how my mind works, I became kind of obsessed. So, like, yeah. I got a gang of them, and I would just, like, have, like, a little bag of them with me, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. you need this. Like, with my cloak, <laughs> you need this one, you know? Right, it all goes full circle. <laughs> so, you know what I'm curious about? Um, are you able to share, like, like, who creates this encyclopedia of crystals? Like, I wonder, how did this person know to use amethyst for yeah. this type of vibe? You know what I mean? Such a good question. A lot of it is rooted... So, this is what, you know, in the crystal world, it's believed with crystals. You have to intuitively, like, sit with these crystals and then really pay attention to what comes up for you, what you're noticing is happening for you. And I think, like, a lot of... The really great books that have been written over the years um, have been based on people who do that. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I did a lot of research for this book, and there are certain crystals that, since the time of Cleopatra, they've used specifically for certain things. So it's like energy that has been resonating with people over time. And so, you know, then it's recommended that you use it in that way, too. Mm, Because it's like a vessel. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, all right, so let's just say, let me throw out, since you're the crystal whisperer, a scenario. Um, someone in their office is just crammed of all of these toxic co-workers. What do you think is the best crystal? Black tourmaline. Yes, right. Definitely have that around you. Um, I really think that lapis lazuli is a great stone to have in relationship, but definitely at work, Mm -hmm. because it's a stone about, um, truthful communication really having like honest and open communication, connecting you with a deeper layer of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, cause sometimes we think we have something all figured out, but we're thinking of it through an ego lens, right? right? And through a lens that's based on experiences we've had thus far mm-hmm. and not through a lens of like intuitively on a deeper level, on a sacred wisdom level. Right. What is the answer here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also say hmm, toxic coworkers. Like, is there a stone that you could also gift them to open? Well, I guess amethyst would be best for that, too, right? Amethyst would be really good. Um, I think, like, tiger's eye would be really good. Right. That's a great stone to have in the workplace, either, because it, it, it's really a stone, like, rooted in, like, leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, pyrite is a big go-to stone for me when I have problematic situations, because it's a stone of manifestation. Mm-hmm. It's really connected to personal will, to you know, self-discipline. Gotcha. So, toward, you know, whatever it takes to get this desire manifested. Right. She's beauty in the Hey, my loves, like I said, that ended up being shorter than what I had intended to share with you guys. But nonetheless, I hope that it was still filling and sparked a desire to explore crystals more. If you really would like extra convo on this subject, though, I can grant you that. Debbie was actually a guest on SiriusXM Sway in the Morning. That's where I work, in case you didn't know. And that's where Debbie used to work, in case you didn't know that. Fun facts all around. Um, Yeah, so she was a guest on the show the same day, the same day that I hosted her event. So... If you type your ass youtube.com slash Sway's Universe, you'll be able to watch and get your crystal cup refilled. The fact that my voice is still sounding like this, it has distracted me a little bit. But okay, 
I'm back and I'm centered. I am about to go jump out and go work on some more content for you guys because that's what gives me my deepest sense of satisfaction. And that's what I said I was going to do. Yes. <laughs> so thank you guys um, so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Thank you guys so much for tagging me on post for always being in conversation online and if you are wondering how you can support my podcast in the best way possible, just put someone on. That's all I ask. And you know what? If I do have a little wiggle room for one more ask, I would say leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Um, if iTunes is your listening destination, of course. And by the way, follow Debbie on social. She's at Debbie Brown everywhere. That's D-E-V-I Brown, B-R-O-W-N. And I'm at It's Tracy G, I-T-S-T-R-A-C-Y-G everywhere. Till next time, guys, keep your hearts warm. Keep your distractions low, your curiosity open, take care of your voice, and keep the soul 